record the cloud. Thank you. I'm recording. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, okay. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dagger NBA. I'm your host, Jay. I'm with co host Brandon, as always, and co host Matt, who is not here today, but it's all good because me and Brandon is all you need for right now. Uh, we got a lot of topics to talk about. Uh, the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets game is going underway tonight. Brandon, who you got winning for the Lakers and Nets game? Who you got? Uh, I have the Lakers winning uh, this matchup tonight. Um, in my honest opinion, Lakers are the better team. Uh, they They're just better all around. Offense, nice defense, uh, Nets still have a huge, terrible problem with defense, even though terrible. they just – Terrible is not even an understatement. It's, it's, it's like a word that's not invented yet to describe the defense. They is – Jesus, like this, I can score 20 on the Nets. That's how bad the Nets – and I'm 5'9". That's how that's how bad <laughs> the Nets defense is. Me and Brad combined for 40 points and 15 assists. <laughs> it's, it's all good though. KD will, will have at least fifty. Who, who you think? Who would you like? We double team KD if we play against the Nets. We double team or who? We, how, how's that defense? Man, honestly, we'll figure it out. honestly, I say, I say we guard. I say we double team KD and we let Kyrie take all the shots because Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie, I, think, I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Kyrie, KD, KD, like one of the best scorers of all time. Kyrie. I ain't gonna lie, he ain't KD when he no not like don't get me wrong, Kyrie can score like he really right. can. But if we talk no about KD. who want taking the shots, yeah, I want Kyrie right. taking those shots. He ain't no KD. All right, cool. So uh, well, speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, KD, Kyrie, and Harden, who would you like to see be named All Star starters tonight? Who would you who would you like to see? Like this one person in particular, who would you like to see the be in that starter spot for the All Star game? Um. Man, you mean between the three of them? No, just in general. I was just saying, I was saying the Nets because people are saying like all three of them are going to be starters, but I don't know. But like, in uh, what player would you want to see? And you know, what player would make you happy if you see them as a starter? Uh, to be honest, well, a lot of this is me being a Bulls fan. So obviously I'm gonna be kind of biased, but in my honest opinion, like deep down, my honest opinion, I feel like it's Zach Levine. Yeah, um, that'd be good. That'd be good. I, I feel like what is you know the way he's been playing this year. Uh, he stepped it up uh, uh, another notch from last year. He's playing way better than last year. Um, he's been better, you know. Even though you know the Bulls, you know are still, you know, have a lot to mature on when it comes to those clutch situations. Zach Levine has been making a lot of clutch plays for the Bulls this year. Uh, right. He's been holding down the fort with, with, with scoring. Uh, he's also... Facilitating? Oh, yes, yeah. as well. He's been underrated when it comes to facilitating this year, really moving the ball and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, he's been really good this year. I feel like he definitely deserves a spot. Um, I feel like there's nothing else really he has to prove. He definitely should be an all-star this year. I I like to see Luca, cause I feel like Luca has been 
he has to be getting the attention he deserves. You know, when it comes to young superstars, I noticed that a lot as people start, like, after a while, all those tweet mentions and all those, it seemed to die down. I know you met, saw, like, with Zion, man, every point this man scored, they posted it. Or House yeah. of Highlights, they posted ESPN, every bucket he scored. But he had some plays this season that was better than last season. But I saw they have not made, you know, have not been tweeted out, have not been mentioned. And that usually happens with all young superstars. And people have not been looking at Luka this season. 29 points, uh, pretty sure seven rebounds and eight assists. Damn near averaging a triple-double, uh, 30-point triple-double, I might add. Um, I'm, I'm actually surprised he's not in MVP conversation, but I realize um, I do notice, you know, his team. Okay, his team not doing so good, but you can't really blame him for that, right. for uh, his team's performance. He's doing the best he can. Uh, the Mavericks, like like I said, the Mavericks, they're not, they're not bad this season, but I think people, including myself, expecting them to do way better <laughs> Way better than where they are now. They're currently 10th in the West right now. Uh, obviously, you know, they're still technically uh, have a chance to make to the playoffs because obviously we're not even halfway done the season. If they right. stay 10th, they still have a chance to be in the playoffs. So I feel like, you know, you know, just let the, the, the kid be, he, he needs to be a starter. Never seen anybody like this before in a third year. Luka needs to be a starter. Simple. So, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But uh, we got to that. But now, like, speaking of winning and teams underperforming, who do you think is under the most pressure to win this season? Who do you think has the most pressure to win? Man. Um... I want to go with the Nets. Um, want to go with the Nets? Yeah, because obviously after the acquisition of Harden, right. I'm pretty sure their chances, their odds to win the championship, you know, bumped up. You know, they they became like, weren't they like, didn't like, like some ESPN poll or something like that had them like, as like the favorites to win or something like that? Yeah, I, you know. I feel like. Yeah. With that much t- that much collective talent on that team, you sh- a championship a, should right. come out of this. Anything in, in short, some way. or at least anything short of a finals appearance, I feel like exactly. it would be disappointing. Right. If you don't come out, of, if you don't come out of East, the season was a bust, in my opinion. Definitely, they need to come out of East. For for me though, um, so I feel like okay, a team. That is under the most pressure. I don't think it's Brooklyn though, because if I do, like I agree hundred percent with what you're saying though, because Brooklyn they have probably the three most skillful scorers in NBA history. Not even right now, they have three of the most skillful scorers in NBA history. Kyrie, best handles of all time. Simple. I'm an AI fan. I still think he has better handles than AI. Harden, one of the best. Wow, he's Harden is one of the most decorated scorers I've ever seen. And KD. In my opinion, he's the greatest scorer of all time. I can agree with I that. Think, I think Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer of all time. If anything short of Prada's appearance, obviously it's a bust. But their defense, though, 
And I feel like if they do come short of a finals appearance, there is a lot of excuses to be thrown about. Oh, it's a new coach. Uh, oh, their defense is bad. Oh, they have no rim protection. So I feel like if they do come short of a finals appearance, I don't think people will hold them too much accountable unless like either one or two of the stars, they like, you know, they just like, they just like stop, like they just go completely missing the playoffs. But if all three of them perform well in the playoffs and they still lose, I don't think that really is something to really hold them to accountable. One team, I think, Brandon, one team I think is under the most pressure to win is the Utah Jazz. These guys won yeah, 20 yeah. of their last 21 games. Yeah. They won 20 of their last 21 games. Best three-point shooter team. One of the best defensive teams. Uh, they have Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. Both of them can be, like, top 10 in MVP score, uh, MVP, uh, MVP race. Um, they have Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. Like, they have they have no excuses. That's so they have no excuses. They lose. Like they have no excuses at all. You can't pull nothing out if they if they lose. What are you gonna say? You can't say they got a bad offense. You can't say they got a bad defense. That's true. You can't say they got that bad coaching. True. You can't say none of that. That's a good point. That's a good point. You can't say you can't pull nothing out the bag for the Jazz. So I feel like if they if a second round exit, that's disappointing. They need to go to East Western Conference Finals. They need to go to the rest of the Cubs finals. In order to do that, they need to beat the Clippers. Do you see? Do you see the Jazz beating the Clippers in seven game series? Yes, I do. Oh, hmm. I, I'll say I. They they definitely can. I feel like it's still be a really really close series though, because we still not gonna. Because you remember how hot the Clippers came out as well too, right? You know, with Kawhi and PG was. Playing out of his mind too, and like right. what wasn't he averaging like 25, like damn near 50, 40, 90? Or if he, sure. if he yeah. had 50, 40, 90, he was playing really, really great. So I'm still not gonna discount the Clippers because they still are a really, really good team. Right. I think the Clippers are probably like one more, maybe decent trade away from like really, really securing it all. I think they're really, Facts. really one good trade with the year and all. And the reason why I say that is they need a really good playmaker. Because, see, if you notice in some games, they're making PG do some playmaking. Yeah. And I don't really consider Patrick Beverly a playmaker because Patrick Beverly is more of like a lockdown guard. Right. He's more so here's a, here's a, here's a question for you. Should the Clippers sign Isaiah Thomas? Should they go after Isaiah Thomas? Yes and no. Right. Reason why I say yes is it helps them. Uh, you get Isaiah. Obviously, they play making. Right. right. Obviously, helps their play making. Uh, Put some more scoring. Uh, exactly. But uh, I think is it defense you're worried about? Yes, defense is a hundred percent the okay. reason why I I'm fifty fifty okay. on that. He's he's small, and he doesn't play that great defense. So you put. Right a bigger guard on him or any other guard that's mm-hmm. fully capable of going past him, 
That's, especially that's a, with the league right now. That's gonna, especially if you do that in the playoffs, that's going to be a huge yeah. problem. Especially in a positionless league right now. What happens when um, – well, not saying they're going to go to the finals, but hypothetically, what happens if you play the 76ers, Ben Simmons playing Paul? Oh, what yes. happens when you playing – even uh, I say, what happens what other, if you play the Mavericks and they got because they got Luca running Luka, point? Yeah, they have Luca running point. Like, what happens when that you can't even like how you can you even you know switch that around? So I don't know, but I feel like if you want to fix their playmaker problem, I feel like you should go for it. But other than that, you know, I feel like the <laughs> the Jazz should win that series and hopefully they will go to the Western Conference Finals. So speaking of people who are who like if they underperform, it's going to be a disappointment. Who do you think is underperforming right now? Who do you think is currently unperform underperforming? Oh man, uh, I man, it's 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 tough. That that's tough. I I don't want to say I don't want to say I don't want to say Jimmy Butler because Butler has kind of like ex- like. Someone excuses because he was like, I would like the COVID thing and the right. like, yeah, he was like, yeah, all that type of stuff. Um, I wanna say, oh yeah, I know who Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Definitely Jamal but, Murray. But yeah, yeah, definitely but I Jamal feel like, Murray. Okay. Yeah, he's not really living up to the bubble hype, but at the same time, I think we all knew. Uh, he wasn't going to be the same outside of the bubble. I think yeah. we kind of all knew that. Like, a bu- bubble Jamal Murray and Jamal Murray is two different people. It's like Clark Kent and Superman. It's like two different identities that you you won't see, you won't see him at the same time, basically. But right. he did he didn't have a good game against the Wizards. Like they did lose to the Wizards. I think they blew like a, a probably I think a twenty point lead or something close. I'm pretty sure it was a twenty point lead. They blew a 20-point lead. Um, the Wizards were struggling to defend Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray. He made a clutch three to tie the ball game, and then Bradley Beal got fouled, made two free throws, and then, you know, bye-bye to the Nuggets. Jamal Murray, I think – yeah, I think I think you put them in there. Uh, one person I think – wow. Underperforming. Underperforming. Can I, can I put one more person in there? We're gonna put it in because I might just get an idea from you. Um, I also kind of want to throw in uh I want to throw in D a little bit from the Timberwolves. D That I think, yeah. I about to say the Timberwolves, but I did see something that I think Kat and D only played five games together. Exactly. In yeah. So I was gonna say the Timberwolves, but like you know, you can't really knock down injuries, COVID, all that. No, Pelicans, yeah, Pelicans. Definitely. I'm throwing the Pelicans in there. You have the number one pick, Brandon Ingram. Uh, you have Lonzo Ball. You have all those young young stars, Jackson Hayes. Uh, just acquired Steven Adams. And you guys are 12th in the West. 12 and 16. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, I haven't been fought like I said, I haven't been following too many games uh with the Pelicans, but they uh in their last five games, they're one and four. So those losses going against 
no offense, Chicago, Detroit, and then they lost to Portland on Wednesday by two points. So I don't know what's going on with the Pelicans. Like, is there, is there do you do you know too much? Because like like I said, I haven't been watching too, catching too many games. Like, what's going on? Are there injuries or they, I, I, they're all healthy, right? I, I believe they're all healthy. I think it. I don't know if it has like. I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's maybe like chemistry issues yeah, or I don't know. they have I'm looking at it right now. They have their full roster. Lonzo played last night, Zion played last night, Ingram played, Bloodsoe, Adams, Josh Hart, JJ Reddick, Jackson. Everyone's there. What's going on? I was I was hearing something, I was seeing something on Twitter on people were saying that um they should trade or like, yeah, they should trade Steven Adams because he doesn't really compliment Zion that well. Yeah. That's what I was, he, that's what I was seeing scrolling down on Twitter. I really don't want to, but like, can you really even like. And if you're, and, and like I said, I'm sorry to cut you off. If you're Stan Van Gunn, you have to exercise different lineups. Exactly. You can't just keep that same line. If you see Zion's not working with Steven Adams, because you know Steven Adams isn't really the type of he's he's an old school center. Right. And on a team with young players that like to run, jump, hop, skip. Like, I feel like you should have Jackson Hayes start a game. Maybe. Because Jackson Hayes is a very athletic center. Or you should do something with the lineup to either move Zion to the center spot and maybe have Ingram run the power four spot. There's one, there's one a small ball lineup just for a game or two to see how it goes. And right. also like Stan Van Gunn, he, he's ex, like, he exploring his options right now. I feel like you're going with the same boring lineup and it's obviously not doing good. You need to make some changes. Exactly. Something's not working. And I, so, I liked it that I liked it that lineup that you just said right there because that that yeah it, honestly if you I because I'm I, that lineup is is really good I can see Ingram playing really good at power forward anyway because right. yeah he can play that power forward position he's long he's tall he's like I Ingram can play the power forward spot it's, it's nothing really to it but yeah I feel like the Pelicans have definitely been underperforming this season. So, next topic, we have hmm, Hot or Not. Yes, sir, our favorite, not our favorite, but our new segment called Hot or Not. I'm going to tell Brandon some hot takes, and I'm going to ask him, is there hot or not? If it's hot, that means, you know, it's kind of true. I'm digging it. If it's not, then it's a cold take. It's not true. It doesn't make no sense. So, Brandon, are you ready for our first edition of Hot or Not? Let's do it. Hot or not, Jazz aren't the best team in the West. Is that hot or not? Mm, I'm gonna go with not for right now because they're mm-hmm. they they're they're how they've been playing. They've been letting a lot of their plan do the talking. And right now, I don't see a team in the in the West. I mean, I, I guess if you want to throw in the Clippers, but the Clippers aren't playing like how the Jazz playing right now. So yeah, I'm gonna go with not on right. that. The Jazz been playing really good basketball. So. Next one, hot or not? Julius Randle is a top three power forward. Hot or not? Man, I'm gonna have to go and not on that because if you've been didn't Randle score like 44 points? Like mm-hmm. what was that the other night or something like that? 
Right. He's been playing really great for the Knicks, man. So you like, think he's so been you, balling. So you do think he is a top three power forward? I do think he's a top three power forward. Okay. That's my opinion. Uh, all right. My fault. You if you so if you think it's true, you gotta say hot. If you don't think it's true, then you gotta say not. So I said Julius Reynolds is a top three power forward. He says it's true, you gotta say hot. Okay, hot, so you, hot. He's a hot. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I kind of agree as well. Julius Reynolds been playing great for the Knicks. Knicks in a playoff spot. Come on out. Six seed. They don't have to play. For, if they end the playoffs start right now, they don't have to play for the spot. They got it. You feel me? The Knicks exactly. have it. All right. Hot or not. Is it true? The Heat last season was a fluke. Hot or not? Tough one. Real tough one. Man, man. Man, give me like three more seconds to think about this. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think about that. Uh, oh. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Not. Mm, it's like a little warm. <laughs> and you not, yeah, not hot, but not cold either. So it's like a little yeah, warm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with not because I think. The Heat last year, right? First of all, if we look at that whole bubble thing last year, it was a lot of whole like it was a lot of it was a lot of crazy stuff happening in the bubble last year. Like Murray of was going off, uh, the Clippers blew what like a three one lead, yeah, three one lead. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets won like what three game sevens or something like that. So a lot of crazy stuff yes. going on last year. It was. Um, it's. I just feel like the Heat was just they were in a rhythm last year in that bubble and they kind of were staying hot at the right time right and they got to the finals and i mean ultimately they lost to a better team in the lakers but mm-hmm. this year i don't i don't know it's something about them this year that it doesn't scream the team from last year now Does again it? They do and have a couple of excuses because, like, the COVID thing, Butler wasn't playing, like, a good handful of games and, you know, stuff like that. That So I will give them, like, that type of decency. But they, they look so much – they don't play like that team from last year. They feel like year. they lost their confidence. Yeah. And then, like, I haven't been hearing too much of, like, Tyler Hero. I've been hearing a lot of Bam. But, but like, I, I feel like Tyler Hero last year was going off. But now this right. year – you kind of don't. I've heard his name probably like a good two or three times. Mm-hmm. So, actually, yeah, just made an article on Tyler Hero. Uh, Tyler Hero, he wow, um, shot I think two. He, he he did really bad last night. Let's put it that way. He did really bad. Did really bad these last uh, three games. Last three games, he's shooting nineteen for fifty one from the field and eight for 26 from three and that is going to transition perfectly into our next topic should should like did the heat drop the ball shouldn't they have traded tyler hero and should they pull the trigger on that james Harden trade should they just pull the trigger trading tyler hero and ducker robinson and trade them for james Harden? did they did they mess up did they mess up for not Pulling the trigger on that trade. No, I, I still think mm. no. You gotta you still gotta realize 
Well, Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero's still young. He's right. like, he's what, 21, about to be 22? He's still young. He's only his second year in the league. So he has a lot of time to grow still and be more consistent. He has a, a, a lot of time to be the great player I know he can be. Duncan Robinson, obviously, you know, he, I, I, I haven't been hearing too much about him, but I've known he's, I, I know like not too long ago, he had like, yeah, I, I don't know. He, like I have, like I said, I haven't been hearing too much of his name in the radar, but yeah. as far as that James Harden trade, I feel like they did right with that because at the end of the day, I don't think, I don't know how well Harden would have translated with that team. Um, cause mm, that was still, a big question. His play style, if you look at his play style, I know he's kind of changed a little bit since he's going to Brooklyn now. Cause yeah, he's, I was say, like, he, he adapted more. I feel like he adapted better than what everybody expected him to adapt with the Brooklyn Nets. I think he exceeded everybody's expectations with how well is he going to fit with Brooklyn. I feel like he definitely, he, I mean, he definitely shocked me how well he's playing with them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think I don't know how he would have played with the Heat. Uh because it, honestly, his game, like his game don't doesn't really I, I don't want to say it like it don't complement the Heat, but the Heat play like a more different game than what he was playing when he was playing with like Houston. Cause you know, with Houston, he was playing more of like the small ball and like the uh the analytical thing with Daryl Morey, you know, like how they were playing. And the Heat are more like, I don't want to say like a grind team, but they're more like a traditional team. They don't really, they, they, their offense is well-rounded. I'm going to say it like right. their offense is well-rounded. So I don't know how he would have fit. Yeah. With that offense. Not saying yeah. he couldn't have, but it's hard to tell hard to visualize okay yeah i see what you i agree though yeah i I do agree though but you know um you know pat riley was in my opinion one of the greatest front office managers in recent memory you know yeah probably what he was doing like i mean he knows better than most of us obviously so i feel like he knew what he was doing he didn't pull the trigger for a reason he didn't see he saw something he didn't like so he didn't pull the trigger. So, yep, I think that is a wrap for our topics for today. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Dagger NBA. If you want to see some more episodes of The Dagger or you want to keep up with news and just fire content, just follow us on Twitter at The Dagger NBA. Uh, just give, go ahead and give me and Brandon a follow as well. I'll put that in the description below. And hope you guys enjoyed us. Um, You'll see us. On, you'll see me and Brandon on Spotify one day. Me and him will be on Spotify one day as a podcast. Yes. Trust me. Yes. Trust me. We will. All right. But uh, hope you guys enjoy. See you later. Again, that was great.